The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. It's the after show, the show after the show. We just finished the show. And uh, we mentioned to you that everybody comes out with a top list every year, as we do. We come out with a top list. We call it the contenders, and we picked this year seven contenders. Only one could become the Cigar of the Year, which this year was the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. If you've never had it before, fabulous cigar. It's got the blue band on it. You can't help but see it when you go into your favorite brick-and-mortar retailer. And we all got it blind in our Cigar Journal yes. uh, kits, and we all rated it highly. Yes, yes. because it's great. Very interesting, because we never know what, what is going to happen, right. and and, uh, you know, you smoke a cigar with a band on it, you think you know, you know, the cigar and say how good it is without a band on it, it performed because yeah. I smoked a lot of those cigars now. Anyway, no, I, did anybody just think that's what you were smoking when you smoked no, it? No, I had no idea. No, there was only one cigar in the bunch that yes, I definitively we all know. knew what it was. <laughs> Yagua? Uh, all right, there were two. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the Aguar, and then there was the one with the little uh, nipple on the top. Oh, I didn't know what that that was. I told you it was uh, uh, L'Atelier. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. The Uh, the look of it gave it away. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't so much a nipple as a bump. Bump, yes. Yeah, it was like a it was a pimple, a, a, pimple. a pripple, a pre-nipple, <laughs> a pre-nipple. So uh, the, the the big one that gets usually a lot of attention, and this year for some reason I didn't hear a lot of attention brought to it. We barely glanced over uh, it uh, during the year, and then all of a sudden number one is coming out, and I'm like, hey, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> um, so here's the top ten of what cigar aficionado said: Henry Clay Warhawk, um, the Corona. 5 by 44 um, that was number 10. Right. It's a good cigar. It was in our contenders the year before. Yeah. Um, and it was Altadis Cigar. Altadis is uh, perennially in the top 10. Right. I'm aficionado. Correct. Uh, Honduran Cigar, by the way. Number 9 was Rocky Patel number 6, Corona. Uh, not something I carry. Yeah, uh, not my favorite Rocky <coughs> Patel by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot other Rocky Patels I would put over that. Pretty much everything in the line. <laughs> yeah, especially this year with, where he came out with the quarter century. Right, which they some, didn't review, so it wasn't oh, eligible. Yeah, because they have these rules. Mm-hmm. We all have rules. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't sell cigars, so they can't put those type of same rules in it. Uh, but also, the Corona, 6x44. Mm-hmm. Two Coronas back-to-back, both from Honduras. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting, and they work backwards as they do it. So as I start looking at that, I go, wow, the year of Honduras, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Number eight was Oliva Series V Melanio Churchill. Uh, 
Well, uh, it's always on somewhere on. Aleve the list. is always in the top ten. Always yeah. the Churchill or a torpedo. <laughs> there's the Churchill. There's a Nicaraguan. Very expected, right? Mm-hmm. No surprise there. This one was a surprise to me. Alec and Bradley, not to be confused with Alec Bradley. Mm-hmm. Same company, but a different. Mm-hmm. Yep, these runoff. are his sons blending their Blended. own cigars. Yeah. So it's part of their line. Young, young guys, very interesting. Uh, the Robusto 5x50, Dominican, um, very interesting. Uh, the Gatekeeper. Yeah, made it a Tabacalera Alianza, which is EPC. Okay, mm-hmm. that's where it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so EPC. Very interesting mm-hmm. that you say that mm-hmm. then. Okay. Uh, Hoy de Nicaragua, Numero Uno, La Ambassadeur. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yep. Um, Two Hoya to Nicaragua was in the top 25, which I thought was interesting. Um, six and five eighths by 44 ring gauge. Yeah. Lonsdale. What do we, you know, these are odd shapes that you got three 44 ring gauges mm-hmm. right now in the top 10. It's, you know, do they see something happening here with smaller ring gauge? Nicaraguan cigar, Hoya de Nicaragua, obviously, right? Here we go. I was expecting this to happen. The punch, short to punch. This is a Cuban cigar, four and seven eighths by fifty ring gauge. So it's it's all pretty much smaller ring gauges yeah. that are happening. And I was uh, surprised that they didn't go Cuban heavy like they've gone right? in the past. Right. Uh, number four, La Mission Latilia, nineteen fifty nine. Why 1959? Do you know why? Uh, no, I don't know the, the thing behind them. I think it has something to do with maybe family birth years or something like yeah. that. Uh, but it's Casey Johnson and, you know, my father, Tatuaje or Latelier, has been consistently in the aficionado top ten. Yep. Uh, they had got a big rating during mm-hmm. the year, mm-hmm. and here it is here on their top ten. Um, four and seven-fifths by 45. Seven fifths is an odd. Uh, f- <laughs> 1959 marked the end of the Cuban Revolution, so that's what the 1959 for us. Okay, so Nicaraguan cigar um, number three, something that's always in there mm. is a Padron. Yep, one, two, or three. Yep, every time. Mm. Yep. it's the Padron 1964 Hermosos, mm. four inch by fifty six. They went with a natural on that, which is in odd. the natural. Um, so we got small ring gauges and small cigars, Ed Sullivan, which is what you're all about. All about that. And but that's not what sells in cigar stores, no. let me tell you. And the usual suspects in the top 10 list. Yep. Uh, Opus X, uh, double Robusto, five and three quarters by 52. 52, mm. little thicker, but still, here's a Dominican. And the the final was a Dominican also. Their number one cigar of the year was E.P. Carrillo Pledge. 5x50 Robusto, Dominican-made, E.P. Carrillo. There's two for E.P. Carrillo. If you're saying he made the Alec Bradley one, too. So there it is, and E.P. Carrillo uh, was at the top. uh, And if you go in the top 25, there was another cigar made in his factory as well, the cigar that came in at number 20. Well, they've always loved Ernie anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. from the Glory Cubana days and stuff, yeah. So is there there any surprises there? No. That's I mean, Alec Bradley, maybe, but, you know, they've given Alec Bradley, yeah, the parent company, a lot of love over the years. You know, Prinsado's been there. The the family uh, family blend has been in there. So Alec Bradley has always gotten love, but maybe that's the only one that, to me, is a surprise because it was his sons, Alec and Bradley. Yeah, yeah. But but always no. taking care of the, it seems always the same company, so, same company. To look at this is okay. How much influence does cigar, uh, 
does uh, cigar aficionado still have? Barry, what were our pre-rating sales like versus post-rating? So the the pledge was moving for us well. It's a really good cigar. Yeah, very uh, full body. By yeah, the way. I mean we got in uh, forty boxes yesterday. Uh, we sent some to the stores, and then the rest sold out in thirty minutes. So mm. out of forty boxes, I think. 28 or so made it online. And By the way, these are minutes. boxes of 10. Yes. Right. Easier box. Oh, right? yeah. And we have another 40 on back order. So hopefully people were asking me during the show when we're getting them back in, they're on order. It's so interesting that people are interested. Now, when it first came in, there was a Zoom call that the handful of retailers, whatever it was at the beginning, if you guys want in, I want to tell you about the cigar. And interesting enough on it, it's uses Massachusetts grown tobacco, right. which was the oddball thing right. that, that was there. Again, problems happening in um, Connecticut with the broadleaf, and now it's gone through Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. It's still the Connecticut River, River Valley. Valley. It's the mm-hmm. same soil. Yeah. So uh, for what, you know, Ernie said this is the most full-bodied cigar I ever made. Um he uses Nicaraguan tobacco? Yeah, I just had it up. Let me go back to that screen. So it's the uh, USA Connecticut Habano that's actually grown in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's a Ecuadorian binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so no Dominican in it, yet he's a Dominican company. But he's always played around with, yeah. with tobaccos anyway. Um, so I wasn't really surprised. And I'm happy for mm-hmm. Ernie uh, and everybody that's on the list not a big surprise of the companies that were chosen of whatever. I, it's almost to the point where I know exactly what they're going to do. Not exactly, not but the pretty, order, but you yeah, know. I mean, who's you can take be last year's there. top twenty-five, and you're going to get twenty out of twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, you may yeah. not get them in the right order, but yeah. There, there, there was one cigar in there, and I hope you don't mind me saying it was a cigar that was ranked sixteen, and it was Viva La Vida. So there was AJ Fernandez. Yeah, but there were two. The two brothers own this, and it's Gus and Billy Fakir who owned Cigar Inn, where they bought this, which was the only cigar aficionado lounge in the country. Yeah. So here they are helping Hmm. guys. Sure, sure. You know that little payback, a little friendly help. Yeah. And Gus and Billy are great guys, so kudos to them. It's another year that we and that's a cigar that they sell to. Uh, Not for their own store. No, that, they don't own the store anymore. They oh, okay. sold it, and uh, they started their own cigar company. And they're, you know, they're, the two brothers are selling it themselves. Okay, okay. Um, it's another year we don't see Perdomo anywhere in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the interesting stop. So you got three Dominicans, uh, including the two top spots. You have four Nicaraguans, two Hondurans, one Cuban cigar. All different companies as usual. Small sizes. Smaller ring gauges, eight were eight of them were under six inches long. Um, actually, six were under five inches long. Six mm. of them were under five inches long. <laughs> wow. Seven of them were 50 ring gauges smaller, and three of them were 44 ring gauges. So I thought that was weird. Um, two of them had light wrappers, the Hoya de Nicaragua, which is a shade wrapper, and the Henry Clay, both of which normally they don't like shade wrappers. So... Here's, here's a little bit of a change up, uh, but strong cigars took the spot, top spots as they always do. So, what is missing that even look at the whole top 25? I, I won't bore you and re- read everything mm-hmm. that's out there, but you guys saw the top 25. How yeah. are you not putting Perdomo ever 
in that list, and it's because one reason is they, they don't advertise with them and stuff, but you're turning it into um, – it's political. You're not reporting at this point. It's not you're not you're you're supposed to be reporting on what's going on in the tobacco industry. Please, you, you're not reporting because Perdomo consistently <laughs> has cigars that perform well, and you know they perform well because people buy boxes of them. It's one of the largest cigar companies in the world, and their cigars are red hot. They're at all the stores that carry a cigar aficionado, and you you make believe like it doesn't exist, along with. Another hottest, crazy hot cigar is everything by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, which you totally ignore, do not rate, and you say, no, I'm not going to have anything. Saka put up a post why it doesn't happen, and you know he said him and Marvin don't get along in this post, and they've just agreed to- He and Dave don't get along. We still have him on the show. But he put out a post, they've just agreed not to really talk to each other. So you're never going <laughs> to see any love for Dunbarton. No but Roma craft anywhere? It, it's a newspaper well? that makes believe like the news didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like all of the other newspapers? <laughs> yeah, if you, you want to get into the political part of it, but it's insane. that. Except for the Valley Patriot, they do report it, on the real news. Doesn't it discredit the magazine? By I think it does. It, it does. And, it, you know, social media is the vocal minority, but it's the vocal majority in, you know, the geek circles. People that would read it. Everybody thinks that this list is bought and it's purchased. And yeah, maybe it is. But real aficionados don't go by this list. You got you got Rocky Patel, Oliva. Uh, you got Altadis. You got um, Cuban cigars, which don't advertise either, but you got Hoya de Nicaragua Factory, Padron, Fuente, E.P. Carrillo, each company. And if you go all through the, through the 25, everybody got a little something. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. You buy a double-page ad for every issue, and you, know, uh, you get into the top 25. There's probably three brands in here, possibly four, that don't advertise. Yeah, it's called Chumming the Waters. Yes. And we know from a- We gave you a rating. Now, Barry, I forget his last name, is going to reach out to you. Hey, we gave you a top 25. Why don't you advertise with us? We know know from a- They can turn it back on us the same exact way. And they say, the people that were in Canon's pack, you sell all those brands. Well, we we pay for them. Yeah, we actually said- They don't pay us. We pay them. But we let our listeners vote. We let the listeners vote, and also we voted because we thought by smoking the cigars in order to purchase them, we're going to spend money on it, because if Brand X was so good, maybe I would have took Brand X in. But I'm going to tell you as a retailer, and I give all the respect in the world to what Cigar Fishing has done for our industry, and continually, I end up looking at something like that. Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper, I don't think I ever smoked that cigar. No. No. So I'm going to look at it now, because... Maybe I missed something. Right. Maybe I did smoke it and didn't like it. Maybe I never smoked it before. I can't keep track at this point because especially at trade shows and things that, you know, all the different things you end up doing. But that's, of everything that was on there, that one intrigues me. Maybe I need to try that. If it's good, maybe I need to bring it in. Maybe I'm missing something. That's how I always looked at Cigar Aficionado. Maybe I'm missing something. But if you're not putting Steve Saka and you're not putting Perdomo in there, maybe you're missing something. Maybe I am ahead of you before you were ahead of me, and I'm looking for you for news. What am I missing? And now I'm telling you, 
you are, you missed two people on this list. Also Romacraft. Also Romacraft. Romacraft. On fire. Another big one. On yeah. fire. Barely. I, there's, there's some SKUs that I cannot put out by the single because I can't afford more people to get on them. I sell out of the boxes when they come in. And I believe Cigar Aficionado put the thing out that they put each year, the hot cigars, what's mm-hmm. hot, and they yeah. asked all the, all the retailers. Yeah, Perdomo was number in three. There. Yeah, number three on the list. So <laughs> what are you doing? But they man? don't smoke them. They don't review them at all, right? I, I don't know. I, all I know is this year, the you know we everybody came in second place. We pick a winner and all this stuff. The overwhelming winner this year, overwhelming, mm-hmm. was the Perdomo 10th anniversary Maduro. Correct. Overwhelming. It doesn't usually happen that way. It's a close battle and everything like this. And this one blew ahead. At the very beginning, it was close. And then, bloop. You know, something ended up being that far ahead. Usually, there's a little kickback of people that say, "Oh, you got it wrong." It should yeah. have been. It wasn't kickback. There wasn't anything. It's pretty obvious. Um, and you know, I, I mentioned on the show um, Saturday, which is 17 minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> I was on Cigar Pulpit, and um, I was smoking the Perdomo. 10th anniversary. I was also on two shows this week. Uh, another show I was on was the Oak Glen Tobacconist, which is nice because he's another tobacconist. So it was tobacconist to tobacconist talking also. And he had his little contenders group together or whatever mm-hmm. he called his thing to try to pick. And he let his uh, customers have the final say. Mm-hmm. I don't think Perdomo won, but it was in his picks of contenders. Right. And Something else ended up winning, I, I believe, but he was there, but we were both, we could smoke whatever we want. What were we both smoking? <laughs> we were both smoking the Perdomo 10th anniversary yeah. Maduro. His retailers that understand this, too. Cigar aficionados they're, missing they're, the boat if they make, out, make believe like it doesn't. Out doesn't. of touch and out of date is Cigar aficionado. No Aladinos in the top yeah. 25. Right, Aladino, yeah. another one. You make believe like that doesn't happen. These are the, what are the mo- the red hot brands? People call all the time and end up saying it. Who's hot? Who's there? Um, um, oh, what's his name with um, hotcakes? Oh, HVC. HVC. Ryan yeah. HVC is hot. Why is it in there? is hot. Agonorsa is hot. Yeah. JFR, um, their whole lunatic series by and, the box. And mm. take nothing away from these legendary brands yes. that are on this list. Take take nothing away. But let's talk about today. Let's talk about 2020. What was hot? Hot Cakes was hot. And anything by HVC was red hot. Agonosa is red mm. hot. Roma Craft is red hot. Steve Soccer is red hot. Obviously, Perdomo is red hot. We're talking about gigantic growth as a company, as their company, never mind through my retail mm-hmm. store, how, how it ended up growing. How do you make believe like that? You know, it, it's almost like there's two news, two news is here. <laughs> One is this is r- reality, mm-hmm. and this is, okay, these are legendary brands that, that continue so to perform are well. Are you saying it's fake news over there? Kind of fake news, right? You know, when we did our contenders pack, though, we were saying cigars that just missed the boat or they didn't qualify. We actually mentioned EPC, but they weren't eligible because it's limited production. Right. And and, and, they, and they may beat me the first time ever that, um, you know, we, we come out with a cigar and then all of a sudden it shows up on their list. Um, is there anything here? Yeah, Henry Clay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Henry Clay was a contender last year. It's yeah. a contender. It, it was in the top 10 this year. Um, are they a year behind? And that, it, uh, at least un- a year behind. Yeah, that's <laughs> unfortunately what happens to print anyway. Yeah. It, it's 
behind social media because social media is instant. Uh, as podcasts, if you do a podcast every single week as opposed to a magazine every couple of months, right? right? And yeah. they're not necessarily restricting themselves to what's new on that list, right? That, well, Correct. that's true, too. The, but, good, the good news is E.P. Carrillo is new, and they put it in there, and Henry right. Clay is kind of new. Newish. Yeah. Um, so. But they're... they're uh, the, they're not picking slouches in their top ten. There's no There's losers. There's no bad there. cigars. And Gatekeeper is, is a new cigar, kind of. I, I don't remember if it was 2020 or 2019. All right, but, but it's, it's, it's one of those there. two. Yeah, it's still there, as opposed to Opus X that's been around for 25 years now. Padrone, yeah, Padrone. Um, I gotta say that punch is 200 years weapon. old. <laughs> Right, the, the punch yeah, yeah. is a two hundred year old brand or whatever. Hey, whatever they they're running their company the way they're running their company or in their in their top list. I'm just saying we got it right, and you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and both of us moved the needle. I mean, Perdomo sales go up because of our ranking, and yeah, the number one ranking people are looking. Yeah, for people. It. people so are it's look- not bad for the industry. No, no, no. E.P. E. Carrillo is a is a strong choice right there. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. It's a good one. It's a good one. It didn't make our criteria because it was just too new. We were and not too in, limited. Yeah. Yeah. Because originally it was only two boxes per store. Yeah. Per order, and now they're ramping up production a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it doesn't affect it when, yeah. you, when you ramp up too. Definitely. Uh, I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm big. You're little. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. So the last question is: In the end, did Cigar Aficionado do a good job and a fair job? Fair job, you can argue it wasn't a fair job because There's certain th- things move the needle, whether it's true or not, advertising, yada, yada, yada. But I can't knock, you know. I They're can't all knock good their, cigars. Yeah, I can't Everything's knock, good there. Yeah. I can't knock their pick. At least it wasn't a Cuban. There's, there's not a dog in that no. list. I mean, they're all good. They're all, cigars are good. Cigars are good, mm. and uh, that's that. So... Boy, looking forward to our show Saturday. Me too. Big Poppy, David Ortiz. It'll either be a home run or we'll strike out. Right, right, right. Um, Way to go with the golf puns, buddy. (laughs) So I'm counting on you guys to help me because uh, I got zero um, knowledge of of sports. And I don't know how much he knows about cigars and how geeky we can get into blending. And He was always at the La Aurora factory, you know, Really good friends with, uh, I forget his name, but he was always at La Roar, and then he followed him over to El Artista. He's a cigar smoker through and through. Okay. All right. David Ortiz, Big Poppy, uh, Red Sox legend, and uh, future Hall of Famer, I would say. First ballot. Yeah. I say first ballot. Future Hall of Famer, David Ortiz, joins us on the Cigar Authority Saturday. We'll see you there. And uh, stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.